Hello and welcome. You're listening to It's a Groom's Life with Carly O'Brien. Hello guys and welcome to a new episode of It's a Groom's Life. Today with me I have Tracy Ormrod with me who is juggling lots of balls in the dressage world which she's going to tell us much more about it but first off hi Tracy how are you doing? I'm well thank you very much and thank you for having me on the podcast that's great. Oh absolute pleasure thank you so much for scheduling some time in your busy schedule to uh, have me or do this recording I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, and um, okay, so for people who don't know you, Tracy, would you mind introducing yourself and telling us more about what you do and your businesses that you have? Yeah, so I wear probably about three hats. Um, business-wise, I have um, co-founder of Dressage Test Pro, which is um, the British Dressage world and others dressage test learning app. Um, I'm also para director for British Dressage, which is a new appointment from October 2021. And I'm also a dressage rider and trainer. Um, and I have a yard based at home here in North Wales. So, yeah, that's a, those are my three main things. <laughs> God, that's, that's then, mad. <laughs> it's crazy, absolutely crazy. So which one come first? Like talk about, like, say, the first role that you've become and will go in order mm. when you've, you've start added the others to your. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I've always ridden since mm, I was about nine and I got into dressage when I was 12. Um, so the dressage side has always been in my life, although I did. You know, I've, I've always done things like working hunter and hunting and what have you um and then the it or tech side came when i realized i couldn't make any money from riding horses <laughs> and my parents didn't have any money either so um i then um due to having a relationship with my now husband i then was lucky enough to be introduced to the tech world when um I, i'm gonna show my age now um back in the sort of late 80s early 90s roughly which was a really really interesting time because you're thinking of that's when pcs really kicked off and started and i've been involved with tech since then um given me a great career um i should add i have no degree and um you know i'm i'm sort of self-taught as we both are so it shows you what you can do yeah. um so that's the main sort of hat and the dressage then typical busy life syndrome children everything that has fitted in around my life um and then um when we made a conscious decision to move to North Wales, um, because I wasn't terribly well, re really stressed, to be honest, um, most of it was stress. And um, we moved to North Wales. I still was doing part-time consultancy, but I did more then with the horses. Um, and um, I was lucky enough in that we converted a barn. We never do anything easily. We couldn't <laughs> find a house. <laughs> <laughs> we got gazumped can you believe it on houses and this is going back 20 odd years um and we've i 
one day found a house, um, but it was a barn with loads and loads of land. And I said, oh my God, it's amazing. And it was at auction as well. I have forgot to add that in. So um, yeah, and then that became my yard. And then Test Pro grew out of all of that about, I'm trying to think now, it was about five years ago. Yeah, Test Pro was born in, in terms of us thinking about it. Um, so tech's always been part of my life and funnily enough dressage has pretty much always been part of my life um, so yeah very interesting area to be in and, the, and they do work well together actually to be fair most of the time so. well that's what I was going to say you've obviously found um, you know an area where you've combined the two um, and I believe now you have an app is that is it converted into an app now yes Yes, so Test Pro launched in, um, well, we launched the British Dressage version at the National Championships and it must have been 2018. So that would have been about September 2018. Um, and the US version, because we also have the license to produce their tests in our app, um, launched in the beginning of the December 2018. And then we launched the British eventing version just before COVID hit, which wasn't the best timing in the world. But, mm. you know, we didn't know that COVID was going to hit. Did no. we? Um, and there's since also there's a US eventing version and FEI versions as well of the app. So, yeah, I juggled the two and, the, and really they, they have that symbiotic relationship because test pro wouldn't have been born if I wasn't a dressage rider mm. um, and also it wouldn't have been born if both James and I weren't involved in the tech business yeah um, you know so the two work hand in hand and we've got loads of other stuff on the drawing board at the moment equestrian for equestrians more stuff for equestrian folk um, and that again is is about melding my experience um, and James to a degree as a horsey husband, you know, within the horsey landscape and our tech. So mm. it's very exciting, very exciting. Yeah, I mean it. I, I I mean I've never created an app, but I understand creating an app and the time and the money. It's not an easy. It's not an easy thing to create. Um, so how how long did it take for, for you to have sort of the idea and actually have it sort of launched? Okay, so the idea, as I say, came in about 2017, I suppose, uh, maybe 2016. And we did a sort of market analysis. We, we did our, our look at what was out there, what we could do from a technology point of view, because obviously phones... Are evolving very fast as are you know like tablets um, and it has only been recently where you could actually use the touch screen and draw if you like on a mm. screen mm. which is what test pro does um, you know it follows your finger it's got that tracking and um, so the mobile phone tech technology has allowed us to do that or has allowed us to program because obviously this is this is written it's it's a bit like to, to anybody that's not a tech person it's a bit like learning another complicated language you know foreign language mm. and it's 
like writing a book <laughs> because yeah. it has many chapters and, and complications all along the way. Um, so I have no idea how many lines of code we're up to now in Test Pro, but I think it's in the order of about 20,000. And all of that has to be, essentially you have to test it, mm-hmm. um, you know, and the problem, as you can imagine, is we have... Um, Apple and Android versions. Mm. Uh, We developed the Apple versions first because obviously you're only dealing with a finite number of phones um, that you can use it on. Mm. And Apple helps you as a developer. So um, we did that first. Then we did the Android version. And we had to do an Android version as part of the deal with the US. and that one was more scary because there are just so many different phones out there. Mm. And so we can't possibly go and get all those phones. We have to, you know, test on a few, you know, so for example, like the Samsung ranges, you know, mm-hmm. a few different Samsung's different size screens mm. um, and see how it works. And then if somebody has a problem, we have to rely on them telling us they've got a problem, you know, yeah. with the a certain screen size so it's I if I'm honest I would say that if James and I weren't that sort of unique partnership Test Pro probably wouldn't have been born you know people have done sort of similar things you know they've done static um like a a paper version of the test sheet but on, on your phone and they've done very static versions of, of sort of test learning, if you can describe it like that. Mm-hmm. But actually having that ability to draw on the screen and Test Pro knows the next movement mm-hmm. because it's it's in there, um, because we've got the tests in there, it knows the next movement. So it can show you where to go. It It's interactive. Um, I don't think it would have been born and the investment money wise, it was um, about probably 18 months from beginning. So from concept Mm. to launch, Um, it's quicker these days to get a new version out because obviously we know what we're doing. We've got a technical term, but we've got a code base that we're working with. Yeah. Um, So it's much quicker to get, different versions of it out as tests update and everything and we're always doing new functionality always adding things for people you know people say oh what about this what about that and we'll go "Mm, that sounds like a good idea Mm. and we'll try it out so Yeah. yeah yeah it's um it's growing now it's it's now at the point where we're looking to hire more people we've we've had some pa help we have some marketing help um but we're now looking about div- more development resource um, yeah so it's got to that stage which is quite a scary stage actually <laughs> yeah exciting and yeah. for people for people that haven't don't know about your app or anything can you explain what what is the app what does it do what does it provide for people yeah so whether you're a dressage say you're a a British dressage person you could be a 
a British eventing person, doesn't matter, but if say, you're in the UK, let's assume mm. you're in the UK, you can go onto one of the app stores and download Test Pro initially for free so that you can use it and know whether you want to pay for it, basically. Um, so there's a sort of free trial element. Inside the app, you've got um, all of the tests that are relevant to the organization. So British Dressage, there's all of their tests in there. Um, you've got um, a screen, it's, it's difficult to describe without showing it almost, and we're on a podcast, but you, basically, you go and select your test that you want to learn. It will present you with, you've got the text, so you can look at the text. Um, you've got a PDF viewer. So again, you can look at if you want a paper copy, essentially, mm -hmm. but on your phone, you can see that. Yeah. And then you've got an arena in front of you and you can put your finger on that arena and you can tap and it will show you the um, track that you're, you need to follow yeah. um, for the test. Um, or you can actually put your finger on that screen. Maybe you've learned some of it. So you think, oh, okay, I'll have a go. You can actually draw on the screen with your finger and it will follow you and draw the lines as well. You can have it play so that it will play through and it will go through the movements one by one. Um, all of this is color coded to walk, trot and canter. And it shows you, say, for example, if it's shoulder in, there'll be um, a little horse body that's slightly in, you know, mm -hmm. it's got the shoulder in angle. Yeah. Um, and then you can also hear audio. So it'll use the um, voice from your phone. Um, so if you've got it set, and set to an American lady, for example, whichever one you're using, it yeah. will then um, pull that and it will um, go through um, the test talking to you. Um, it will also, uh, we've also got a settings area where um, you can change and configure it. So for example, um, there's some settings in there. If you've got any color blindness, you can change mm -hmm. the settings slightly so that oh, it visible to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can put grids on, um, so there's the one meter grid, so you can really see where you should be doing your circles and stuff. Yeah. Um, I find a lot of riders um, are visual learners. So, so part of the idea behind Test Pro is that we all learn differently. Mm. So um, some of us can read text and know where we're going, but others of us obviously need to visualize. And I'm a visual learner. I've always... Yeah known that um i was one of those people that was running around their living room or on the lawn trying Practicing. to learn <laughs> yeah you know and so with test pro again you know you, that's why you've got the visual aspect and then touching a screen gives you that um feel and helps it go into your brain better but obviously some people like audio, so hence why we use the connection to the phone's um, own audio. Um, 
And I, for example, when I'm in the lorry, I normally do it. You know, when you're getting changed, you know, you're putting on your hat and doing your hair before you get on the horse. I have the, the audio running so that I'm still sort of listening to where, where I should be going. So it's like having a commander. Um, you can use it on horse. I personally don't because I'm, I'm not very good with ear thingies in. Um, but we are getting to the stage where um, we're working on um, what we call as um, satnag, um, and we're, so we're working on it actually being real time commanding to you, yeah. and you'll be able to alter it. You can still do some altering anyway on it to slow it down or speed it up, um, but it will be much better control. But as you can imagine, some of the tests are really super complicated. Yeah, you know, so especially on the higher levels and stuff. Yeah, yeah, very, very much so. Um, yeah, and so after you've used up, you get credits essentially, like 300 credits to use. Um, after you've used that up, then you can opt to purchase a monthly subscription or a yearly subscription up to you. And it, it runs like you would have, you know, Spotify or Netflix or whatever. Mm. You know, you cancel whenever you're you need to, um, but it's all controlled through Apple and the Google Play Store. Excellent. We involved with that side, actually. <laughs> That's good. And yeah. so it's literally just practicing the test. So you can't like take a test and someone score it like as part of a thing. It's literally just for practice purposes. Yeah. So learning, practicing. Um, there is more stuff coming out, but I can't say anything at the minute. But watch this space around about mid-summer, roughly. And there's a, um, an, an, another big bit of functionality coming with Test Pro. Um, and, um, yeah, we're, we're in the middle of also um, we got accepted onto an, what they call an accelerator program for companies, um, for tech companies in our area um it's in north wales and um we're part of that accelerator program so we get mentorship and um they've been really good about where we should think about our next steps mm. and um so that also potentially there's a pot of funding so we're madly seeing if we can get that pot of funding to do yeah. our next big thing as yeah. well Oh, that's exciting. That's yes. really exciting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant. And so do you still um, teach and ride yourself as in, you know, day-to-day -day life? Are you still yeah. teaching? Yeah. So teaching, anybody around here will tell you that it's very difficult to get in my diary. Um, <laughs> but um, I did teach a few people. Um, still, I fit them in around everything else. Riding wise, yes, I was out competing last weekend on one of my horses, and um, we've have a very small uh, breeding program here, mainly breeding for my next horse, but yeah. I do sell them as well. And I teach my mum, who's actually a para rider as well. Um, I teach her, and I'm her like rider trainer because of her disability um I can ride and school her horse before she gets on warm it up yeah. before the test 
so I'm still doing that as well yeah so wow. it's quite packed now yeah and then yeah. the other thing that you were talking about that you've had since the end of last year is um being a judge yeah um well it's actually um para director role so I'm a, a, a non-executive director for British Dressage um for the para specifically but as a director you um also take on other roles obviously you have a full part in the um in the, all the various different decisions that are made by the board as well so you, you get to see the sport very much from the other side the administrative side which I've found really enlightening as well because you know when you're a competitor you may have a certain view of what goes mm-hmm. on by your national governing body yeah. and um, you may think sometimes they're not very reactive or um, that they're not doing as well as they could be, you know, and other times you think, gosh, they're doing a great job. Mm. Um, so it's it's really interesting having that viewpoint, actually. Um, so as para director, which is an elected role, um, I had to go through a, an interview process last year, but also get elected by the members. Um, so it was myself and another lady were, you know, if you like competing, which was very Brilliant. scary, actually <laughs> competing for votes. Yeah. Um, it was honestly, and, and not knowing, you know, you had no idea of whether you were ahead or behind or what, you know, it was very scary. Anyway, I was elected. Um, and it, but you have a manifesto, so you go to the members prior to this with some of the things that you would like to do. Mm. And, um, you know, like any organisation, so, you know, some things people may agree with and others they may not. But I wanted to bring my technology background to BD as well, because yeah. I think it's important for the sporting organisation to have a board member that has got that background and a business background as well because everything's about technology these days mm-hmm. um uh so that was important as well as obviously i've been involved with paras um i think since about 2005 roughly um and um always enjoyed helping and always enjoyed training it's it's quite um niche obviously it's quite a niche area but it's quite a complicated area you know if you've got a walk test some people may think there's not a lot to say or do in a walk test but actually that's where you know it gets all about the finer detail Mm. and then for the para community point of view um yeah there's a lot of work to be done um we're currently um redoing the bronze level tests for riders so that's the sort of entry level when you come into bd as a para mm-hmm. um, those are all there's a group of us a, a committee working on those um, we've got the para home international this weekend which is the first time obviously for a couple of years now that we've yeah. had that so that's really exciting to get a load of people back together mm-hmm. um, 
we've got a lot of stuff we've been working on in the background again on getting more judges into the para area mm-hmm. making sure that people have got competitions again at, at good venues for paras across yeah. the uk um yeah there's 101 other things um but it's it's an exciting time i think for the sport because it is growing the para area is growing quite significantly um and yeah i enjoy that i enjoy that i guess because of the paralympics as well it's just given people um that confidence and that um realization that that regardless what their disability is it is still possible for them um and that you know there is still a level that they could you know um compete at and train at um and I think that's probably you know it's a fantastic thing it's a shame it's not happened sooner really but you know it is happening and and like you say it's growing because I think people just feeling like there is opportunities for them now yes and I think we've always had a very good um, base, if you like, in the UK because of riding for the disabled. Um, the RDA does a lot of good programs um, and um, that's obviously accessible, but they, I think it can be difficult if you're um, maybe somebody that's ridden before and then had an accident, for example, or, or has got something like MS or some other neurological disorder that's sort of gradually creeping up on you and making um, and causing more problems if you come into the sport as an adult um, you may not go down the RDA route you may go down potentially straight into BD because maybe you've competed before and now you may be struggling Um, so you've got another entry level in in into the sport and so we're seeing quite a few people come direct through to BD rather than come RDA to BD you know Um, we still we have um, quite a close relationship with RDA um, so they're they're part of the group that we have to discuss matters um, with and to you know obviously share information with and um so we can sort of help each other out there and i think we've got it reasonably well sorted in terms of you know where the rda covers and sits and Mm. what they can offer and then very much as people maybe you know expand their horizons a bit more and want to compete a bit more they move across to bd um because again we've got bronze silver and gold levels like you you have anyway and we've got those within paras um and you've got the opportunity to compete um at a home international against all the other regions so it's um scotland wales and then the different regions within england and sometimes we have people come over from ireland as well um and then the stepping stone after that is to compete maybe in the uk at a one star or two star international level competition um and i think that can be quite exciting for people you know there's a clear path there for them a clear progression that they can see and they can be supported in terms of training they can be supported in terms of sort of knowledge sharing you know 
Um, and this weekend with the Power Home International is important because there's a trot up, which is the first time that a lot of people have to do a presentation like that with, with their horse or, mm. or they get somebody else to trot it up. But yeah. there's a trot up, which again, prepares you for um, a fully blown international where you're going to have to do that again and get the horse ready for it. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, I think there's a lot for every different level and every different aspiration, you know. Yeah, it gives them something to aim for. Yeah, it gives them something to aim for, doesn't it? And it gives them like a goal, thinking, right, okay, I really want to get to one star or I want to get to the gold level or whatever, you know, their goals are individually. If you've got those sort of standards and and they're increasing every time and and there's more opportunities opening up for them, it just gives them another stage to aim for and, and work a bit, you know, work hard for and get the right horse and, you know, training the horse and everything. And I think also, you know, when you've got, we've always, you know, we have always been really strong in power dressage. You know, we've been the world leaders, you know, since it it started, even when it was on borrowed horses. And now obviously it shifted a few years ago to to owned horses or whatever. Um, I think, you know, we've got the likes of Lee Pearson and, Sophie Christensen, Sophie Wells, you know, now Georgia, who I know really well because she's obviously North Wales as well, Georgia Wilson. You know, we've got this whole pool of people um, that other riders coming through can see at a competition as well. You know, if they go to a competition, you know, they might see one of the Sophies in a different class to them so they can watch they can learn from them they've they've got that goal there in front of them you know that if they want to be you know if they happen to be you know 14 or 15 and they're looking for a um, role model they mm-hmm. we've got those in the UK yeah. um so I think yeah that's what encourages people a lot um and the riders themselves all of those riders are really approachable as well so um you know if they've got time they will answer questions they're you know they're very good like, like that um, oh that's really good. Yeah, so it's very exciting yeah it is yeah. um it'd be exciting to sort of have a conversation say like three or four years time and i bet it, there'll be a huge difference to what we're discussing now to what potentially will be in the next few years um and then I wanted to like have this as an open space of this part of the podcast so this is your space to talk about anything that you think we may not have covered that you want to highlight um if you have any promotions Mm -hmm. on or anything that you're passionate about that you really want to um spread awareness or anything then this is sort of your open space here to talk about anything you like okay cool um (laughs) so that's oh I'm like um yeah that's that's quite an interesting one um test pro wise we haven't got any particular promotions on it's actually quite interesting and quite difficult to to do promotions um via an app um and everything else but um as I said watch this space in June July time because um, there's something new coming down the tracks and also you know keep in touch with us on Facebook or Instagram 
um, and follow us on there um, because we have got quite a lot going on this year. Um, what I would say is um, if you have the chance, if you're, you know, a regular rider out there and um, you're interested in dressage, maybe, you know, um, do go along to a local competition, you know, do go and watch people at either say a team quest event or at a regular affiliated event and you know just watch because sometimes people find approaching BD they think it's it's all going to be people on posh long-legged warm bloods you know um with lots of bling um, it is, there's lots of bling involved normally. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm quite good with the bling. Um, I like a bit of bling. Um, but um, not everybody's on very expensive horses. There's lots, don't, don't forget, there's native, you know, native championship Speedy does. Um, you know, we've got, um, they're part of the association championships there's also um, a set part of the associated championships for sort of Spanish and Portuguese horses you know it is a very broad church mm. um, so do go along and watch I would also say um, look on the website of BD as well because the major shows if you go and have a look in uh, I think from memory it's under competitions on the website there's one bit that says international major dates have a look and find one of the regional championships or an area festival or something if you're looking to move up a level and again go and watch also I'd say you know us para folk we can all always do with a few more spectators mm. you know um there is the Wellington um in June um there's the Wellington semi uh, final for the gold riders um and they will be all the top people will be going to that um wellington's also got at the same time they, they're running the premier league and i think there's an international competition sort of around about the same time um there's marquees i'm sure there's good food and shopping opportunities you know not quite badminton but but, yeah. you know there will be, be <laughs> things going on and we could do with spectators because it's important for the para horses to see spectators we've got the world equestrian games this year in um herning in denmark um some of the riders that will go to wellington may get selected for the team they need people they need to create that atmosphere mm um so yeah don't be scared just come along and and i'll be there um certainly two days out of the three i'll be there anyway um so people are, are welcome to come and say hi um to me as well um yeah so that's what i would say is um don't be scared about making starting your bd journey we're a very friendly bunch on the whole, <laughs> you know. I'm, I'm sure some aren't, but I mean, I would say generally people are very smiley. Yeah, you know, I went to I went to a competition at the weekend, you know, and that was um, Aberystwyth, and it's a it's a, not the easiest journey for me, um, and everybody was smiling, you know, everybody was happy, 
you know, we had a lovely judge, you know, my horse, I went in for my first test and it was working in outdoors and then indoors for the test. And he was really quite spooky. And the judge was sat at a table, you know, with stuff on it. And, um, and I was like, oh, this is going to be fun, isn't it? Because I went <laughs> past her. And she, she said, it is supposed to be fun, actually. <laughs> you know. Um, Fair point. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and I mean, she was a list one judge, you know, so she knows what she's on about. Uh, but I have to say, he was a good boy. Once I got him in the actual arena, um, he, he pulled his little socks up and behaved himself. Um, but um, yeah, I would say, you know, BD is not frightening folk, you know, start in quest if you're at all worried. Membership's really good price you know it's it's a really good starting point the club membership and then work your way up you know if you're worried um you know go with a few friends yeah you know I think this I think the spectator thing is a great idea because it it also gives the riders encouragement doesn't it they're probably you know nervous or you know maybe a bit anxious and stuff so if they're feeling like that encouragement and that warmth from spectators just cheering them on even if they don't yes. know them um that you know it just gives them a bit of a confidence boost as well um because everyone needs it regardless yes. if they're on the top of the game they still get nervous and they still feel you know sometimes lacking confidence but um if you feel like you've got a crowd behind you it just gives you that extra oomph doesn't yeah. it it gives you the boost and also you know you're on UK soil it's going to be a friendly crowd next time you go out if you're one of those power riders or or even an international rider that gets selected for the world of Christian games you know you could be in front of a whole load of people some of whom you know may be partisan shall we say in their uh, views so they may come from Germany or or France or someone that's also vying for the medals so yeah. you know you know you at least in front of a home crowd you're going to get that feeling and that lift mm. and horsey wise again you're going to get that um more realistic atmosphere yeah. that you're going to get at the big shows yeah you know so yeah just a few more bodies down there please at wellington and i would say also i've forgotten that hartbury um mm-hmm. i think this is more july august um hartbury hosts the under 21s europeans um so again you've got the chance to see other countries there um, and the Germans particularly strong in dressage, of course, and particularly strong in the under-21s. But, you know, we've got some really good horses and riders um, in the juniors as well um, as the young riders. So hopefully, you know, we'll get, might squeak in the chance of a medal. So that will be a bit later in the year. So, and it would be good to have spectators go to Hartbury too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Okay, so I always round off the episodes with some quick fire questions. So generally, are you a night in or a night out person? Night in. (laughs) Tea or coffee? Tea, definitely tea. Uh, Wellies or heels? 
Uh, wellies. <laughs> um, sweet or savoury? Oh, now that, that's really difficult. <laughs> that is really difficult because I have to weigh up, and I know this is not a quick answer, I have to weigh up the pros and cons of co-op um, salt and vinegar crisps, which we call the crack cocaine crisps, versus a good bar of chocolate I mean, how can you choose between those two? You can't just have really, both. can you? Especially no, just both is fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, book or a film? Oh, uh, uh, um, film, marginally more film, but yeah, I'm a real Kindle person. The Kindle will be on the lorry, you know, always. Yeah. What sort of books do you like to read? Oh, I'm um, eclectic, everything and anything. A good detective, mis- you know, a m- nice good old murder mystery. But um, I also love things like the, um, you know, a bit of Jane Austen, a good, you know, good classic romance and yeah, good classic. Um, but then, you know, randomly, of course, um, enjoy things like you know June you know everybody everybody knows the film and the film Mm. was fabulous but the books are amazing considering they were written when they were written like donkeys years ago yeah Um, absolutely amazing yeah oh amazing yeah really eclectic and I have yeah I have the biggest collection probably of dressage books as well as you'd (laughs) expect I, I collect and James James takes great pride in selecting random old dressage books that he finds, you know, on eBay and various other places, you know, from like old masters from, you know, the 1700s or something, but they are really interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. And I'm sure you can always learn something from a good old dressage book, regardless if you've seen it loads of times than that, there must be something new in there that you can definitely, definitely learn. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, where can people find you? Your website, obviously your app, um, any social media, where can we find you? Yeah. So um, the app is all the W's, dressagetestpro.com. That's obviously dressage test pro is all one word. And then we're on Facebook and Instagram again, dressage, and that's then space test pro um and yeah you can also email us through the app you know once you've downloaded it um you can actually email us through that and message us obviously over instagram or facebook no issues i do still somewhere have a tiktok account <laughs> for test pro but um i don't really use that so much oh um, that's amazing but, uh, yeah <laughs> Oh, good. We need to see some dancing or some some dressage tests being done on TikTok again. I think yeah. you need to revive yeah. it. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm I'm start. I have started doing a few reels on Instagram. There's there's a few reels on there. Um, I have to say, if you find the one of Denver, which is my big chestnut horse with a white blaze, there's one I did a couple of months ago, and it went mad absolutely mad it must have been about february ish time and it's because it's taken of him in the prize giving for the area festivals and 
he wobbles his nose when he's a little bit stressed oh. and um James happened to take a video and he's got his ears pricked and he looks so proud and it looks like he's talking to himself oh, he's very cute actually that's amazing he's very cute what a great moment to catch. Yeah. Oh, now the dogs have gone. <laughs> we knew it would happen. <laughs> we knew it was going to happen. <laughs> well, oh, thank you. Yeah. Right. Thank you so much, Tracy, for coming on. We really, really appreciate it because I know you're a busy lady. So thank you for scheduling time to talk to me. Yeah. And if you can hear me over the doggies, yeah, they've now stopped. Right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's been great to chat to you, and um, and I'm not sure I'll be brave enough to listen to the podcast of me chatting away, but um, I have listened to some of the others, and I'll enjoy when those other ones come out as well. <laughs> it's oh, a bit no. like acting, watching themselves, isn't it? Filming, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you but so much. I will much. share it as well. Oh, thank yeah. you so much. Um, and as always, guys, if you love this episode, please screenshot and tag Tracy and I. We would love to know that you're listening and I will speak to you all on the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it as I did making it. If you um, like to follow me on socials, my um, Instagram is Cobbs Equine Services and the same on Facebook, Cobbs Equine Services. Um, if you are listening to this on your um, Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast, I really appreciate it if you could leave me a review as it gets um, other people to highlight the um, episodes to other people. And I will speak to you all on the next episode.